0: My name's Felicia Danani. Hi, and I'm Shivani Malhotra. As two Indian women, one born in the US and one born in India, and both of us from culturally charged backgrounds, we came into our marriages with the intention not to fail. But when we were faced with reality, we had to look inward.
1: Our motive is to deconstruct generational cycles and conditioning around divorce. Divorce is not an ending but a change in the relationship. It does not have to follow old stigmas. It can be whatever you want it to be based on your intention. This is our life guide to a conscious divorce. Welcome to the Lioness Pride Podcast.
0: Welcome everyone to episode 10 of the Lioness Pride Podcast. This is our last episode of this season, and Man, we have come so far. Last week, we talked about surrender and vulnerability and how these are important ingredients to our path on on this journey of personal growth. This practice of being vulnerable has to start with ourselves and our daily practice. So today, we're going to talk about daily practices and what we can do every day to take small steps towards the life that we want and towards the life that we want to build. They say practice doesn't make perfect, but it makes permanent. And that's what we're working towards is to create a habitual practice that creates lasting change. So hi, Shivani, how are you doing today? Welcome. I'm doing wonderful, thank you. Great. So can you speak to us about the importance of having a daily routine and um, how it affects our mental and physical well-being?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I think we all can agree that we live in a very fast-paced and, you know, pretty stressful world, right, where a lot of things get thrown our way um, and we have no control over a lot of those things, COVID being a really good example of that. You know, so when we look at it, there's just so much of stress. So one really important part of this daily practice is just to come into that stillness of self and sort of just to shake all that stress out of our body and, and our mind. And just to find that place of calm, peace and balance. So I think that's one really important reason for this daily practice is just to deal with the stresses of our world and bring us back into our parasympathetic system, which is, you know, the system that's involved with just the functioning of our body, like digestion and all the other things that go into having just um, a healthy mind and body, right? So just being able to connect back into that parasympathetic system. And also with, uh, you know, just managing the mind and how our mind has a tendency to just run in many different directions, right? There's this term, the monkey mind, because the mind really needs to be disciplined and it needs direction and it needs focus, or it sort of does its own thing. So another really important reason for this daily practice is to bring in that ability to focus the mind and keep it intentional, like we were talking about in those earlier episodes about being intentional. Part of that being intentional is being able to direct and focus the mind. And so these practices help with that as well. And I think the uh, other really important part of of a daily routine is is self-care. Self-care and just acknowledging everything that we do as human beings, you know, on a daily basis as um, parents and mothers or wives, husbands, whatever roles we play in this world. um, It's a moment to just step away from all those demands and just say, Hey, this is just time for me and my inner self, like this is time I'm giving myself. And it's time to just be able to just let go of being anything, trying to prove anything, trying to do anything. I think we live in a culture that's such a doing, 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 doing culture all the time that sometimes it's so important just to be able to pull back from everything, to be able to sit in silence And that's only the time when you can actually go deep, deeply inside. So that's the importance of a daily routine to sum it all up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you hit such an important point where, um, you know, just carving this time out, whatever you do with the time, but having this time that you've literally carved out every day for yourself. That alone is an act of self-love, right? That alone is putting up boundaries and you protect that. And, And I think that practice of doing, you know, whatever you choose to do during that time that you've carved out, but having it. And going, this is for me because I deserve this. I want to learn and grow. And sometimes it's reconnecting with ourselves because like you said, we are so busy. And we're busy sometimes serving other people and doing other things. And we, you know, we've talked about we lose our own voice. And this process of a daily routine can help reignite maybe that flame that is burnt out a little bit.
1: And also for our health, uh, Felicia, I think, you know, when we look around us today, we live in a world where the people aren't very healthy. There's a lot of chronic disease and illness because of the kind of lifestyles that we lead. Again, going back to these very doing and overly stimulated and, and unbalanced ways of living. So part of this is also to kind of keep ourselves, our whole selves well, you, you know, know? Mentally and physically as well. Absolutely. So, how would someone start developing a daily routine? What might that look like, and what 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 do you think that could include?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, you just mentioned such an important point that this is about looking at our whole selves and looking at multiple aspects of who we are, and so. Th- Almost if you would look at it as a wheel, and um, you know, there's m- different segments you can break it up, but we're going to talk about a couple today. Um, so, you might have your physical health or physical activity, um, mental stimulation, your spirituality, socialization, and then nutrition. So, um, you know, I've, I've used this wheel in different workshops and things like that, and it, it doesn't have um, teen segments. It keeps it a little simple. And of course, multiple things might fall into that. Um, but the idea is that we are starting to acknowledge all of the facets of our being. And we may not be working on every single segment at every point in time. Um, but what we will talk about later on is how to maybe select one two, maybe three of those arenas or those segments, and then put in one practice. And it just, the idea is to start simple and, and grow from there. So, you know, for me um, I like to go with the things that I know I have most difficulty with. So um, the things that I put in my daily practice every day is, um, a moment of, of quiet or meditation um, As well as journaling And, and reading That mental stimulation um, From a physical side I, I have an active life So I have that included in my week And doing physical activity um, But those are the areas That I have most challenge in So I make sure I carve out time Every day Um, And I like to work it that way, the ones that are, you know, if I'm doing it and it's pretty easy for me, I don't make that part of my daily routine because I already kind of incorporate it. So it will look different for everybody. But I do think understanding the multifacets of where we're at and kind of going, what is the area I need most help in? And let's start there. Um, And again, they can include um, reading, journaling. It might include doing a workshop or um, listening to a podcast, something that um, starts to create that spark within us. And that's what the idea is. And and it might be painting. It could be drawing. Everybody's daily routine is going to look different because it's going to be a reflection of who they are. But the idea is that we do start to um, invigorate all of these different areas of our life that maybe we've neglected over the years. So so Shivani, tell us a little bit about your daily routine and how does it help you stay balanced in all of these different areas? And then when you maybe shift, because I know for me, when life gets crazy, I see myself fall off the wagon. What happens when you veer off your routine and how does this show up for you? How does it change as... You are a mother because I know that's like one of the telltale's for me. But we would love to hear your your perspective.
1: Like this Sochcast, tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Yeah, so I think it's it's similar to what you had mentioned, and I think you know it changes my routine. I think in the beginning when I first started getting into attending to myself, I would say Um, it was kind of like, okay, I need to do this yoga practice or I need to do this breathing practice or I need to do this meditation. And, you know, I kind of made it like that sort of a discipline, but now I think it's a living practice and it's a living practice in the sense that I ask myself, what do I need? So that is again, helping me tune into where I'm at in the present moment And what my body is telling me it needs, does it need, you know, just some quiet time? Does it need, um, like you said, does it need me to like journal or or do I feel like reading? You know, it's just asking that question and you get the answer actually. When you do ask the question, your body will tell you, you will get the answer as to what you really need. And then it's about having the tools to kind of give yourself that, right? So, um, I think for me, my yoga practice and my training in yoga has been, been really, really helpful, um, in kind of navigating all of this and giving myself what I need. So, um, sometimes it's, I think the meditation path though is really important. Um, and, and, it needn't be that way for everybody. I know some people starting off have a really difficult time, um, with meditation and, and that's okay. These are not things that you force upon yourself. Again, these are things that you build towards and, and it has to speak to you and it has to feel right to you. And it's like like we mentioned last time, it's, it's these tools we get to play with and you have to kind of find what works for you. Um, for me right now, meditation, definitely, I think if I don't get at least 10 minutes a day, and it, it doesn't have to be like hours, it can be just even 10 minutes of just closing my eyes and um, just being quiet, just being silent. And sometimes I will do that with a breathing practice where I'm just focusing on my breath. Um, sometimes it'll be a mantra uh, practice and for those of you who are not familiar, mantra is just uh, a sound frequency, um, and you know in India we have many mantras, and each of these mantras have different meanings and different frequencies. Um, but there are also mantras in 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 many you know other religious traditions as well, and it's just a sound that has a frequency. So if you can think about it this way, if your mind was, was going very fast and, you know, if you can imagine um, listening to heavy metal music and that's a frequency, right? And then you switch from listening to heavy metal music to listening to um, classical music. That's a very different frequency. So what we, what we what is available to us with these mantras is to interpret the thought flow and the frequency of lower vibrational thoughts with these mantras and kind of raise the frequency of our thoughts using mantras. So that's a really, really effective tool and it can be used at any time. Um, you could be driving and your mind could be racing with a lot of unnecessary things that you want to kind of, you know, um, um, get out of your mind, but sometimes that's difficult to do. These thoughts keep coming back. So it's really a a great tool to have and to just be able to repeat these mantras, it immediately shifts. It gives your mind something to do and something that's raising your frequency. So I think it's about having these tools and knowing what you need when and using them uh, accordingly. You had asked me another question about motherhood, right? How has... um, so when you veer from this routine or this
0: practice, what tends to happen? So do you see a shift when you maybe
1: are, don't have the chance to meditate? 100%, or... 100%. I feel out of balance. I feel like um, I haven't given myself that, that time, like I was mentioning, for my own inner self. And, you know, I've obviously haven't... Attended to the self. So it feels like that's missing. That part is missing. And again, it just could be 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be something that takes a whole lot of time, but even 10 minutes of just giving yourself that can make a big difference. And
0: And yeah, go ahead. So, no, I was going to say, I think part of the interesting process when you start to get into this and this reconnection with self is, is, is knowing um, those trigger points are those when you are over the edge, because look, life gets busy and, um, you know, we might set a daily routine and we might do it um, religiously for several weeks or months. And then all of a sudden, you know, something happens, we go on vacation, life changes, but you'll start to notice. I know for me, there's very clear things that I see happen um, with how I react to other people. Maybe my, um, you know, I might get short with people or I find right. myself getting very irritable. I also know one really big telltale is I start do um, like I will. We had talked about this last week in the episode, how um, if something really good is happening, I will then uh, go to the complete opposite and think something horrible is going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And and I start to then go like what I call to the dark side very quickly for no reason, nothing has prompted that, that for me is a really clear indicator that I've gotten very far from myself and far from, um, my center. And so if I get too busy and that thought like that comes in my head, I have to go, wait, what am I not doing right now? What practice have I given up and sacrificed to do what I'm doing at this moment? So Those are also just as important as the doing. It's also recognizing when you're not doing
1: what that shift looks like for you. Yeah. And for me, it shows up as similarly, as you said, as disconnection, right? Disconnection from, from the things around me. And I find myself that I'm not appreciating the things that I have as much or the beauty of nature, for instance, or, um, kind of feeling a sense of lack creeps in in different ways right yeah and those are all signs of being disconnected from from the self and um you know and and that's what I mentioned earlier I think it's a living practice it's not something you put on your calendar as a time like okay from 10 to 12 I is my me time It, it really doesn't work like that or it doesn't evolve that way over time it really does become a living practice where that awareness is, is a moment-by-moment moment awareness throughout your day. And, you know, every moment is a moment to ask that question. Am I, do I, do I feel my feet on the floor? Do I feel, um, you know, stable? Do I feel connected to the self? And when you're not, then you bring yourself back. So it can be something that we start to do throughout the day. Yes. So, how do you make time for your routine as a single mom? And how do you fit that into everything yeah. that's going on?
0: So I I do believe personally that especially when you're starting this out, if you don't currently have a practice, I do believe you need to set the time. I think you need to carve it out. I need to, I think you need to put it on a calendar and be very intentional with I am going to have my practice between this time and this time, Um, whether it's consecutive or, um, or throughout the day, but it absolutely should be delineated because if not, it gets steamrolled over. So I think at least for the first 30 to 45 days, um, absolutely carved out. So for me, um, what I had done, especially at the beginning as a single mom, I would get up early. So for me, I would get up at 5 in the morning, um, but I would go to bed early. I went to bed at 30, 10 with my daughter. So, you know, that's also part of it. But, you know, I gave up that TV time you might have or whatever you, you know, sometimes evenings are nice when when the kids are asleep. But giving that up so I could get up early at 5 o'clock and have between, you know, 5 to 7 or 5 to 6.30 to have my, my time. I liked it consecutively. Um, And then of course there's things that are sprinkled throughout the day, but I knew every day that was my time. Right. And, and I protected it. I did not let um, well, because everyone was sleeping, it worked nicely. There wasn't a lot of interruptions where if I did it in the middle of the day, there could be a ton of possibilities of interruption. So unless Mila woke up early, um, that was really the only major interruption that would happen. And that allowed me to stay very regimented for a long period of time. Now, of course, life has changed and it's a little busier. She gets up a little bit earlier. So I don't always have that time. But like you mentioned, once you get a little bit more proficient and this becomes a life practice, I now have that ability to sprinkle it throughout my days. Now I do still block time out. I absolutely, because, well, I'm, I'm just a little, I'm an analytical person. I like to see it, block it out. My right. schedule. It also
1: depends on how much you have going on, right? For somebody who's very busy, they may Correct. have to do that to get yes. it their day. But for somebody who may be at home all the time, then it's a different thing, right? Then it's a different thing. So depending
0: on your lifestyle, depending absolutely, and and you're gonna feel what works right for you, right? I think um, you know some people are gonna gravitate towards one way or another. Um, but if you have difficulty in keeping the routine, then I would set the time. If you find yourself keeping it is not the problem, but what to do during that time, well, then we'll talk about that a little later. So I think definitely based on where your needs are. Um, but for me as a single mom, setting that time aside and, and regimenting it every single day, especially for that. Long period of time, thirty days, um, created that practice for me, and and then yes, I would not allow anything
1: else during that time. To so how long would you was your practice? Like this Sochcast, tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store.
0: So I think I did that for about forty-five days to start that kind of kickstart my daily like an hour or half an hour. Or- oh no, I did. Well, but I wouldn't just meditate. So I'd get up, I do a little body move, like not a whole yoga practice, just some light stretching, some movement. Um, I would maybe do like a 15 minute meditation. Um, and then I would, sometimes it would be read or it would be watch a, you know, some sort of mental stimulation training video or, and non-work related, um, or read a book, read a little bit, inspirational reading, and then journal. And that would be my time. Um, so it, in that hour and a half or two hours, it was comprised of all of that. Um, if I had the ability and like my parents were here, then I could go for a walk um, in that time frame as well. Um, in the neighborhood if somebody was home with her. So just depending on on what it was. Um, but I blocked, I did it all consecutive in that time.
1: I think because you've then- up a, a very good point. And I think the way that you start your day and the way that you end your day, these two blocks, and again, it doesn't have to be a big practice, but these two blocks, if you can bring in um, even a small ritual of some kind, it could be massaging your feet before you go to sleep.
0: Mm.
1: You know, something even as simple as that. But you have this routine that you do consistently every day. And I think it really makes a difference, these two points in time, how you begin and how you end the day. Yeah,
0: so and And you had said something earlier where, you know, for me, I, I needed that, that bit of regiment at the beginning, but then you start to understand your body is intuitive, right? It tells you what you need. Sometimes you wake up and you go, I need a little more sleep and that's okay. Right. Yeah. Recognizing that and giving yourself what it needs at that moment is the practice, right? The practice is not push yourself to do what's on the list. It's the practice. So, that becomes part of the intuitiveness the more you do this. Um, so for me at the beginning, I sort of had to go through, um, you know, the step-by-step, but then I started to become more fluid. I would get up and say, what do I feel like doing today? Or do I feel like doing nothing and just lay in bed and daydream? That was enough. Like whatever um, I felt like doing is what you give yourself. And that is the self-care practice being able to recognize and listen to what your body needs
1: at that moment and then give it to it (laughs) and doing it consistently consistently yes doing it consistently part is what a lot of us end up you know messing up is the consistency part we start like a workout practice we do it for you know a month or two and then we stop the consistency when it comes to this is, is essential. Yes. And, and I think the idea,
0: um, and we'll talk about this in the practice, the practicum component, but to make the goals or whatever you've set aside, whether it's workout or whatever the case may be, make it achievable. Like if you're putting yourself way out of the box from where you're at at this moment, the likelihood of you sticking with it becomes less and less because If it's too much and too hard and doesn't fit in your life now, you're not going to do it. You're quick. We're quick to give it up. So it's easier. It's better to make the goal something that does fit. It fits now, right? You just have to carve the space out for it. You're not having to like, you know, do something extravagant to fit your goal. So I think that is a huge part of it as well. So Shivani, what would you say? Because I hear this a lot to someone who says, I don't have time to do a daily routine to achieve these goals or that they don't want to be restricted by having a routine and they don't, they want to just sort of live
1: life with the spontaneity that, that comes with it. Well, I would just ask them, do you have time to shower? Do you have the time to brush your teeth? You know, it's just a habit that you've created to bring in, cleanliness, I think, into into your everyday life. And that makes you feel good, right? Having a shower every day and brushing your teeth feels good. So, I mean, it's just about making and realizing how how important is having peace, calm and balance to you. Again, just, you know, the intention is is important. And so I would just ask them, how important is that to you? And if it is indeed important, then this, Practice becomes a priority if you want to bring that into your life, just like anything else you would do. So would you make time for other things? Yes, you would, if they're important. So if this is important, you would find the time and make the time, right? So it's all about that. How important is this? And I think that's, again, different for every person. And that journey to getting there is is a unique one too. It's a discovery in itself. So somebody who feels that maybe they they don't feel it's it's something they can commit to that's okay too that's okay because it's just about the process of getting to the point where you feel it is a priority and when it does become one you make time for it
0: and I think too what becomes interesting is that um when we do set this time aside and we make it an actual practice we um you know whether it's scheduled or, you know, planned throughout our day. um, It actually, when you have that, you don't have to worry about it. You're not going, did I do this today? It's there. And, and it almost for me allows for more freedom, right? It allows for more spontaneity because you're not concerned about, did you do it or did you not do it? Did you, you know, did I get a walk-in or whatever the case may be, but When you have specific things that are very scheduled and very regimented, it allows the middle to be so free-flowing, which is where the magic happens, right? In that fluidity of life. And as we talked about, this has such an impact on us emotionally and mentally and how we show up for the world and for ourselves and our families that
1: you see the shift's right and also if you're not doing it you really don't know what you're missing out on you know yeah once you start this process and you're like wow you know i i need to do this every day because you realize what you're getting out of it and it becomes it's something i can't do without now you know yeah
0: they say it's like when you start drinking water right It's not like you all of a sudden go, oh, I'm completely, you act, the more you drink, the more you need, right? Mm -hmm. Because your body is like, yes, this is amazing. I need more of it. And we then don't realize how dehydrated and how lack we were actually living.
1: Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Right, so I would encourage anybody to just give it a try and and discover what you're missing out. And I promise you, you will want to stick to it. Yes, yes.
0: Um, So we are going to go into a little practice as far as you just kind of walk through how we can put um, and start to begin this daily routine for people who have really never done this before. Um, So I had mentioned earlier five different segments, and I'm going to talk about them again. So you have physical activity, which is, you know, physically moving our bodies. Um, Nutrition, this can be um, what we're eating, what we're intaking on a day-to-day basis. Socialization, so this is how we're connecting with others. Mental stimulation, This is really how are we feeding our minds? What are we feeding our minds, right? (laughs) Starting to take notice of that. And spirituality. So whether this is a specific faith-based, whether it's not, um, no matter what your practice might be, um, spirituality really becomes that bucket for um, connecting with our higher source and in turn our higher selves. So in these five areas, what I would suggest is that you pick two areas, two segments that you think I could use a little more help in this. Um, again, I would not pick the areas that you are most proficient in. That's human nature, right? We're like, oh, I'm badass at this. I want to do this. No, if you are already doing it and you really see yourself excelling in this segment, pick another one. And within those two segments, pick one goal that you are going to do on whether it's a day-to-day basis or a weekly basis, but make it achievable. So I'm going to just give some examples of each arena and what a goal might look like. So um, for nutrition, so this is just my own, so I'm going to share mine with you, Um What I do for nutrition, I'm not currently a vegetarian, but what I do is I have one full vegetarian meal a day. So out of the two or three meals that I'm eating, one of those is a vegetarian meal. That works for me. It makes me feel good. Um, That's the other thing. Know if it's working and take note of that. For physical activity, I will try to do a 25 to 30 minute walk every day. I like to be in nature. This is kind of twofold for me um, because being outside uh, really has a positive effect and, and kind of brings me back. So that's one of mine. Spirituality, to meditate or to sit in silence for 10 minutes every morning or during the day, whatever that might be. Mental stimulation, is reading some sort of spiritual or um, motivating text, motivating book. Um, I also will put a podcast in there, but to do that for 10 minutes a day. And then socialization, based on where you're at in the world and how socialization is happening right now, connecting with people who fill your bucket, that lift you up, that you want to be around and making a conscious effort to connect with them. So we might have a lot of people in our life, but we might only have a few that fill our bucket and to really start to recognize who those people are and spend more time with them. So um, you can incorporate these. So I put, Having, having those people and if I'm not connecting with that, like connecting or maybe twice a week, invite that person to go for a walk on my 20-minute walk so you can overlap these goals. Again, the idea is not to bombard yourself, start small, make it achievable so you can grow into it. Once you feel like you're getting proficient, then add on another segment, And you will start to see how different areas of your life will start to bloom and awaken. And then you'll want to add on other things. So Shivani, anything you want to add to that? No, that was well said. That was great. Okay. Now, for those of you, I know meditation can be a little scary and some people feel like, oh, I can't do it. I'm a very hyper, whatever the case may be. We have a lot of fear around sitting quietly. Um going to walk us through uh, a little practice on how to get started.
1: Right. So I think the first thing is just finding a place where, which becomes your meditation place. So have a set place that, that you, you dedicate for this and just make it kind of like somewhere where you want to go so you can have like incense or candles um you can have a nice meditation cushion but just making that space special for this purpose and um making it comfortable too i think it's important to be in a comfortable posture when you're meditating so if, if you are comfortable sitting with your legs crossed, that's fine. But if you need to sit on a chair, that's also perfectly fine. And once you're, you're there, just, you know, just begin by just closing your eyes and just feeling your body connect with the ground. If that's your feet, feeling your feet connect with the floor, or if you're sitting feeling your, your you know, body and the floor connect just bringing your awareness slowly, trying to bring your awareness from the outside in, that's basically the goal. So you start by just closing your eyes, you know, taking your awareness, which may, may be all over the place, your mind, and you start fixing it on something. So you can start by fixing it on any sounds that you hear. Could be the birds chirping, it could be you know, the sound of a car go by, but you start to focus your attention On something and then you can bring that attention further inward so towards the breath and you just start to begin to notice how your breath moves in your body so each time you inhale you just tune into where the breath is going is it going into your lungs is it going into your abdomen is it going into your chest just noticing the flow of air in and out through the body that itself is a meditation practice, just the focus on your breath. And I think just starting right there is, is enough starting right there and even doing it for five minutes a day where you just slowly start to bring your attention from the outside in and keeping it there for at least five minutes is, is a great start. And then you can always slowly build up from there. You know, you move from five minutes to seven minutes to 10 minutes and, And very soon, you're going to be wanting to just sit there for an hour and just be. And that's the journey. So be kind with yourself. Don't have expectations that it's supposed to look a certain way. Um, Having thoughts running through your head is very normal. People think that, oh, I can't meditate because I have thoughts going through. Everybody has thoughts going through their head. (laughs) And the whole process is to just bring the frequency of those thoughts down so from say a frequency if you're having 100 thoughts a minute you're having 10 thoughts a minute to five thoughts a minute to someday zero hopefully right that's the journey <laughs> but it's not something you go in with an agenda or with you know a goal like i have to achieve this it's about a process of discovery and it's about the journey So be kind with yourself, be patient with yourself and enjoy the process. That would be my, yeah, that's beautiful. And I think, um,
0: you know, doing it with, without judgment because yes, it's going to be frustrating. Yes. It's going to be hard, like anything new, but the rewards when you get to a certain point, um, is beautiful. And, Um, I've done other kinds of, and I know you, you're very well versed in meditations, but there's also things like walking meditations. There's Mm -hmm. also things where you are doing a repetitive movement, but with a deep awareness. So maybe sitting, um, in one spot is not a good fit for you. There are lots of types of meditations to even just get your mind and body in a practice and in a rhythm that, you know, you can work towards and try them on, have fun with it, right? Like this is not end all be all, you must do it this way. Um, This is what serves you, what serves your spirit. In, in this. And, and a lot of time it can be a prayer. It can be a prayer practice where you are having a conversation. That's
1: okay too. That's beautiful. That is the same intention behind it. Anything can be a meditation. Anything. cooking yes. can be a meditation. Dancing can be a meditation. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the intention behind it. And if you come to it with that intention of it being you know, a spiritual activity or an activity that you're, you're using to connect with the food. If it's cooking with your body, if it's dancing, it's all possible.
0: And it's that flow, right? It's being in that just state of expansiveness and freedom and flow Enjoy, enjoy uh, that we just don't get to feel all the time. Right. Great. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode, have enjoyed this season. This has been a journey for us. And we are so honored to have walked it with you guys. We are honored that you guys have been a part of it um, and have supported us through this because this has been kind of a learning process for us. And we can't tell you how grateful we are for allowing us to share our stories and this platform with you. Um, We will be posting. So we, there is a, a Facebook page called the lioness pride single mothers community, but content will be posted um in there so that um so for this episode we will have the wheel so you can go in and and look how to uh how to set that daily routine but as we continue to grow we would love to hear your guys' thoughts and feedback and what you want to learn more about as we go into uh into next season so thank you guys so much um we look forward to sharing more with you take care take care bye bye